Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker. I'm a life and weight coach, and I help lifelong dieters reach their goal weight and keep it off for as long as they want to. Okay, so this morning is um, really early for me, so my voice sounds a little bit uh, groggy, that's why, but um, my son is still waking up at around, um, well, it depends, but this morning was like four, and I couldn't get back to sleep, so I thought I would just record this podcast for you, because uh, this weekend I'm pretty busy. My sister is visiting, which is awesome, so it's been really fun, but I just really haven't had any time to uh, work on my podcast, so here it is. 5 a.m., we're doing it. Okay, so Today we're going to talk about weight loss obstacles and this is kind of cool because I know that oftentimes a big obstacle can be when you get out of your routine and like even having my sister here is really um, makes me out of my routine, right? But I've been really practiced at overcoming obstacles and um, I've used a lot of these tactics that I'm going to talk about today uh, to be able to stick to my protocol. Even though um, she's here and we're able to have tons of fun together, uh, I'm still able to uh, stay on my protocol. Okay, so when you are on a mission to release extra weight from your body, and maybe you're also trying to accept and love your body during this process, which isn't always easy, you are going to encounter obstacles. So that's just the deal, right? That's inevitable. And that's true for weight loss, and it's true for any goal that we set. And the difference between someone who reaches their goal weight and someone who doesn't is how they dealt with the obstacles that got in their way. So I'd like to offer that it's the reason why you haven't reached your goal weight yet, but you will. Okay, let that sink in. You listening to this right now have every resource you need to reach your goal weight, no matter what that is. All that's in your way is your mind. So listen up because I'm going to give you an exercise on how you can use your mind to overcome any obstacle that arises. And not only that, it's a fun exercise. Part of it is very fun. (laughs) So yes, you're going to enjoy doing this. We're going to take something that's not so fun, obstacles, and work our juju to make it fun and get what we want. That is what coaching is all about, working that juju. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not going to give you the answer to every obstacle that you are facing. There are so many in weight loss, and I'm not sure that even that would be possible anyways, but I'm going to teach you how you can work with your mind to do it for yourself so you can self-coach because once you master this skill with your weight loss you can really apply it to any other goal that you have okay let's get started shall we why do obstacles sabotage our progress what is an obstacle so google says an obstacle is a thing that blocks one's way or prevents or hinders progress why do obstacles prevent us from losing weight permanently because we let them. And why do we do this? Think of the last obstacle you encountered that derailed your progress. Was it that you got super hungry and went off your plan? Was it that you had a stressful day or you were bored at work and needed a little something to get you through? And then you felt guilty and had more of these like little quits until the big quit, right? So there's like little quits where you're like, you're just going off your protocol a little bit, little bit, and it starts to add up until you really just ends up being like a big quit and you just go off completely. Was this the first time you encountered that particular obstacle? 
I'll bet not. Because that's the thing, we know they're coming. And they're typically the same ones we've encountered before. So it's not even like it's a surprise. But somehow our brain tricks us into thinking it will be different this time because we are more committed, right? And maybe it's because there's a wedding coming up and we want to look good in our dress. (laughs) Maybe we're really in pain about how we look in the mirror. Or now that a lot of us will be returning to work, um, going back to the office, we want to look good and we want to feel good when we see our colleagues at the office and we want to be able to fit into our dress pants again, right? Our level of commitment feels really high. So we decide to eat healthy every day and exercise a certain number of times a week. Then what happens? Obstacles. (laughs) We say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm out and turn back only to start again a little while later and like recommit again. If you do this enough times, you really erode your belief in yourself. You have no trust in yourself or your ability to lose weight and keep it off. And if you've been a lifelong dieter, you know this reality all too well. I really don't have to explain it. So let's talk about the different types of obstacles so that you can identify them for yourself. And then we'll talk about what we can do about them. So I've identified four obstacles or four types of obstacles when it comes to weight loss. First is cultural or social. So this is like, it's normal to eat fattening foods and it's normal to overeat and overdrink, especially when we're with friends and family, or maybe we're vegan or vegetarian, which makes us think that maybe it's harder for us to lose weight because we have less food choices. So I was a vegetarian for 10 years. I still struggle to lose weight, but (laughs) you can definitely lose weight as a vegan or vegetarian. Uh, Next is economic. So we think we can't afford to invest in ourselves with healthy food or a weight loss program like coaching, even when it's often the thing we want most in life, right? We think it's actually something that could really change everything for the better. We still feel like it's not worth the investment. Third one is biological. So this is like when we have allergies to food, we have intense physical cravings, and we have an overhunger because our hormones are out of balance. And then lastly, and this is a huge one, is psychological. So this can be like we're just lacking the emotional coping skills, so we turn to food. We have a lot of thought errors on this subject that could be programmed from like, you know, when we were a teenager or even when we were a child. And we've created a lot of over-desire for food because we turn to food uh, instead of processing our emotions. So there are a million specific obstacles, but I've made a list of some that I've experienced personally, and I want you to listen to see if any of these are coming up for you too. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm bored. And oftentimes when we're bored, we don't even acknowledge that we're bored. We just kind of have, it's like an instantaneous thing where instead of feeling boredom, we just kind of think about having a snack. That that will happen to me. Um, another one is um, we don't have time to meal prep or we don't feel like planning our food ahead of time. We don't have time or we don't feel like going to the store. So we just get takeout, even though the takeout food is not on our protocol, on our food plan. We have cravings, sometimes really intense cravings that feel like they're controlling us. We have urges to overeat or to binge eat. 
we start um, indulging in confusion and wondering if we're eating the right foods or if we need to change our plan and we get stuck in mind drama about what to eat. Or a big one is we go out for dinner and we want to enjoy ourselves without restriction, right? That can often get in people's way. And then the last one I wrote down is someone close to us makes something special that's off our plan, but we don't want to turn it down, right? Because out of guilt or out of people pleasing, we feel like we should, it's the right thing to do to accept whatever they've made for us, right? It's really generous of them. So I wonder if any of these sound familiar to you. I'm sure that they do. And what are the two things that all of these obstacles have in common? No matter what type, whether it's economic, social, biological, or psychological, they all cause unwanted feelings and they all have an undercurrent of disbelief. I'll explain. Name any obstacle and there are unwanted feelings attached to it. Why? Because there is an underlying thought error there. Most of the time, these thought errors are unconscious or we believe they are true. And that is why it feels so hard to change. It feels like there's no getting around this obstacle. It just doesn't seem feasible. The only reason it seems that way is because our brain is doing its job to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and exert the least amount of energy possible make the smallest amount of effort to get what it wants. So it's easy for our brain to say, yeah, you know, overcoming this obstacle is going to be really hard, a little bit too painful and require too much effort. Let's not overcome it and eat the food instead. This is what our brain is operating on. Let's pull uh, a couple of examples to show you the unwanted feelings and then the underlying thought error. Okay, let's use we get hungry. So I feel really hungry and I want to go off my protocol. The emotions here might be self-pity, self-righteousness, like I shouldn't be feeling this, or confusion. You're not sure why you're even hungry when you just had lunch, (laughs) or overwhelm. You just feel like you can't deal with feeling like this. The underlying thought is that this shouldn't be happening, right? Essentially, there's resistance to the experience of hunger. Okay, so how about I don't have time to go to the store? Really same list of emotions here. So self-pity, self-righteousness, confusion, overwhelm. The underlying thought is this is a valid reason for not sticking to my plan. If I don't have time to get the food on my plan, how can I possibly stick to it? Okay, one more because this one is hard for a lot of people, especially during summer, uh, which it is right now when there's a more like carefree celebratory flavor in the air. So I'm going out for dinner or I'm out with my friends and I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to restrict, right? This is common. What's the emotion here? Maybe some feelings of entitlement, a lot of deprivation. The thought is again, this is a valid reason for not sticking to my plan. This one time won't make a difference. I can get back on track tomorrow or I don't want to miss out right? Everyone else is able to enjoy food, eat what they want. I want to participate as well, especially if it's something like nachos. (laughs) For me, it's like, how can you turn down nachos? Everyone's having nachos. Listen, all of these come from my brain, from my past experience. So don't feel bad if this is you. It's totally normal. And that's why so many of us don't lose weight and keep it off. So let's talk about the second thing all obstacles have in common. 
the very reason we define them as obstacles, as something getting in our way, is that we let them because we don't truly believe at our core that it's possible to reach our goal weight. So I really want you to think about that and let it sink in. So I'll say it again. The reason you let any obstacle get in your way without overcoming it, the reason you quit is that you don't have an unwavering belief that your goal weight is coming for you, that it's simply inevitable. Again, I'm telling you this from personal experience because I lived 20 years of my weight going up and down. I doubted that it would ever actually happen. I doubted that I'd be able to stick at my goal weight and not feel hungry all the time, right? I was always trying something new and trying to eat less. That was the main focus, always trying to eat less. It's totally different now, (laughs) but I was always wondering if I was working out enough or doing the right workout. Should I be doing more yoga? Should I be doing cardio? Some people say don't do cardio and lift weights, or maybe those HIIT workouts. Maybe if I was a vegetarian, I would lose weight, which I mentioned I was a vegetarian for 10 years and it did not help me lose weight. (laughs) Maybe if I did this cleanse or that cleanse. I've done every cleanse. (laughs) Listen, I have tried all of it, so don't waste your time. If you want to do a cleanse for health reasons, I'm all for it but do not do a cleanse simply for weight loss. I'm sure most of you have heard of the master cleanse. It was reported that Beyonce did it a few years ago, I think, and so it got really popular, but I heard about it like 20 years ago from my sister who was working with this girl at Starbucks who said she did it and she lost 10 pounds in 10 days, and I was like, sign me up. (laughs) So if you're not familiar, you basically drink Um, You don't eat anything, but you drink this like concoction of water, maple syrup, cayenne pepper, and lemon juice. So I did it. I lost 10 pounds, but of course, guess what? I gained it right back in probably less than two weeks. But did I learn my lesson from this? No, I still thought this was a really valid attempt at losing weight because I didn't have my own program back then, right? I didn't have the program that I have now. So I really didn't know any better. So the next time I did this cleanse, I thought, well, maybe I just need to do it for longer lose more weight. And then if I gain a little bit back, I'll still be better off in the end. So listen, I went 30 days. That's 30 days of no food and only this lemon drink. So talk about proof that weight loss isn't about willpower. I know you have tons of willpower. Willpower does not keep weight off. So you're probably like me and you have loads of willpower, but that doesn't help you from gaining the weight back, right? It's your over hunger from your hormones being out of whack and your over desire for food caused by an intolerance for unwanted emotions. But here's the good news. As many of you know, I'm on a weight loss journey right now because I have extra weight from my pregnancy, but this time it is so good. You guys, it's so different from those years of dieting and being in food hell because now I have my own program for one. And I also have most importantly, an unwavering belief in my success. So for me, I'm a 10 out of 10 on the belief scale. (laughs) There is literally no obstacle that could get in my way. I know my goal is inevitable. It's simply a matter of time. And I don't expect you to be in that headspace right now. You are likely in self-doubt, but that is your first step to believing. (laughs) Not believing is your first step to believing. You'll start believing in yourself when you see yourself overcoming obstacles, 
No matter how small, if you acknowledge them to yourself, you'll start teaching your brain that you are on a path of success. So celebrate your tiny wins. When you start seeing progress, you'll gain momentum. So it's very important that you do this kind of work to overcome obstacles. And I'm going to get to the exercise, but before I do, I want to focus on a couple of obstacles that are really detrimental to reaching your goal weight. So the first is the psychological obstacle of failure. So what do I mean by this? So often we don't make a goal or a commitment to something because we're afraid that we will fail and won't get it. So what do we do? We don't go for it and we fail ahead of time. This shows up in my clients whose initial weight goal is actually much higher than it could be. Now, don't get me wrong, everyone is entitled to choose that number for themselves, but when I ask clients what their goal weight is, their dream number for their body, it's always at least 10 to 15 pounds heavier than it could be. Why is this? Because they don't actually believe it's possible for them. They think, well, I could probably lose 15 or maybe 20 pounds, but 30, 40, that's way too hard for me. They don't want to go for it because they are afraid that they can't do it and they'll fail. And again, the reason we don't want to fail at anything is unwanted feelings, the feelings that we will have when we fail. So next, let's talk about the obstacle of blame. And this is a sneaky one. Clients often don't see it in their thinking because they think it's simply the reason they are miserable. How we know it's blame is if you're giving power to someone or something else for your experience. So I'll share some common examples. And now here's a disclaimer before I share these, because if this is you, it's not a problem. It's simply information as to what's going on in your brain. So don't start blaming yourself for blaming, okay? (laughs) When we see what's going on in our brains, we can decide to change it if we want to. First example is, I can't lose weight because my partner does the cooking and doesn't want to make the food that's on my plan. So you're blaming the partner. Or I can't lose weight because it would be rude to turn down the food that someone else made for me. Blaming another person. Or I can't lose weight because I have a slow metabolism. Essentially, you're blaming your body. It's harder for me to lose weight than other people because I don't have enough willpower. So blaming yourself. And last one is I can't lose weight because I have bad genetics. Everyone in my family is overweight. So blaming your parents or your family. Now, you may have listened to these and thought, yeah, but for me, that really is true. (laughs) I don't actually care if it's true or not. You need to know that when you do this, when you blame others or something else for your inability to lose weight, you are giving all your power away. You can continue to believe it's true, or you can take a hundred percent responsibility for your life and be someone who takes charge, someone who finds solutions to every obstacle. So it's totally up to you, but I know you can do it. Okay, so here's what you've been waiting for. This is your self-coaching exercise for the week. It's my method to overcome any weight loss obstacle. I've used it with myself, I've used it with clients, and it works great. So decide on a protocol to commit to for at least two weeks. Your protocol is what you will and won't eat, how many times a day you'll be eating, and how many exceptions you will include, and when those will be. So all of that is planned in advance. Number two, 
make a list of at least 20 obstacles that you can think of that will get in the way of you following your protocol 100%. If you can think of more, list more. You want to come up with as many obstacles as you can, both big and small. Number three is I want you to visualize or imagine your future self who has already achieved the goal. So you can think about, you know, what does she weigh? What does she eat? What does she wear? How would you describe her? Like, what is she like? And what does her life look like? And this leads you to step four, because now you're in the right mindset, the mindset of your future self. You go through your list of obstacles one by one, and you use your creative problem-solving brain to come up with solutions ahead of time. And I want you to notice how your future self thinks about these obstacles, why they aren't actually obstacles for her. This is how you can use your brain in a new way to get over any kind of obstacle that comes your way. So I'll give you an example from my personal life. As I mentioned, my sister is visiting uh, for the long weekend, and previously I would only be maybe like a 5 out of 10, like a quasi-commitment to sticking to my protocol while I was either visiting her or she was visiting me, right? And we want to do fun things. We want to go out for dinner. We really have enjoyed like baking and that kind of thing in the past. So it's something that we would do together, but that kind of stuff is going to be off my protocol with, of course, exceptions that I plan in advance. However, the difference is that now, because I'm 10 out of 10 committed to reaching my goal weight, and for me, that's meant that I can easily say no to having dessert or alcohol or I'm able to um, still stick to my protocol, which is two meals a day. And so um, if she's having lunch or something, that's totally fine. I can just like do something else or I can just sit with her and chat with her. I don't have to have lunch. Um, And because my body's becoming more fat adapted, I'm not even hungry during that time. So it's not a problem. I'm willing to sit through any kind of discomfort of being the only one not doing something. So be on to yourself about the obstacles you're facing it isn't always straightforward and there's a lot of programming going on under the surface. It is extremely efficient to work with someone who will see what you can't and help you get your brain into the habit of seeing all the solutions. Not only that, seeing the obstacles is simply part of the deal and not getting discouraged by them. Sometimes when I work with my coach and I'll be thinking something is like really heavy, like really blocking me, (laughs) she'll just like shrug and be like, meh. It's not a big deal. And just for that second, it helps me like try on her brain. It's like having two brains and be like, huh, that is totally another way of looking at it, (laughs) right? But I couldn't do that on my own. So another thing that we do is we set a weight loss goal and then we spend the whole time in rebellion against our plan. We only see obstacles and we think it's a fact that it's just too hard. Then we go off our plan, proving to ourselves that we were right after all. It was just too hard. This happens again and again. So I want you to get out of that pattern. I want something more for you. I know you do too. So I'd like to invite any of you who think their obstacles are getting in their way to reach out to me for a session. I'll show you the power and efficiency of having a second brain on your problem. We'll solve for one and then the next and the next. Then you'll move forward that much faster. Here's the thing. At the root of every perceived obstacle that seems impossible in the moment is self-doubt. I know this because if you were a 10 out of 10 in your belief, 
that you would truly reach your goal weight no matter what, you would naturally already be finding solutions on your own. Self-doubt is totally normal because you've never reached your goal weight and kept it off for good, and it undermines all your efforts. When you work with a coach like me or any other life coach, we hold that certainty for you and help you grow it inside yourself. That's the real power of coaching. And that's why I found there's so much I can do on my own through self-coaching, but if I really want to accelerate my progress, it's just a no-brainer to hire a coach. So listen, I know it's summer and there's a more like carefree attitude (laughs) in the air, and that doesn't always feel conducive to weight loss. But if you start now, you will be feeling so good when the fall comes and you're going to be trying on those dress pants and the jeans and you're going to feel great. So if you are serious about getting rid of the COVID weight or ending the vicious dieting roller coaster you've been on for years, I want you to set up a call with me to decide if coaching is right fit for you. It's a free consultation in which you can ask me about coaching, anything about weight loss, and we can solve it together. And you can know what you can expect in coaching and learn why it's different than anything that you've tried before. And if by the end of the call, you don't think it's the best option for you um, for reaching your goal weight, that's no problem at all. And you can take whatever you've learned and just go with it. Okay, so that's what I have for you today. I'm wishing you the very best in overcoming your obstacles, and I will talk to you soon. Take care. If you want to get a handout that goes along with this episode on overcoming obstacles, that is available on my website. It's just a PDF that you can download. So if you didn't have a chance to write it down, or if you just want a uh, resource, go to mindfulshape.com resources. That's again, mindfulshape.com slash resources. And you'll not only get access to the obstacles PDF, but I have a whole bunch of PDFs that I have created for different workshops that I've done. um, And so you will have unlimited access to those. So again, that's mindfulshape.com slash resources.